Well, ladies and gents, welcome back to Down for the Count. And um, yeah, it's my fault that um, we haven't been posting lately. We haven't posted since Money in the Bank. That's all on me. My bagels. Okay. Don't blame the other two girls. It's all my fault. It's all on tip tip. Okay. Now that we're done with, you know, the blank game and harping on me. Um, we did record for the latest episode of Money in the, well, not Money in the Bank, but for the latest episode of, um, wrestling news, we covered a lot. So in this episode, you're going to get a lot. Um, I broke it down into 30, um, minute pieces so you can kind of get breaks in between. Hope you guys enjoy. And again, my apologies for being late. The rest of the stuff, like our reaction to Money in the Bank and the episodes that, um, happened afterwards, I will upload those as lost episodes. So you at least get some new content, sort of, in these trying times. So again, I apologize, but I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. Hello, all you marks, and welcome back to another episode of Down for the Count, your least favorite podcast, but you keep coming back to hear us anyway, because we're doing something to piss you off. I'm Alexis, and always is with me is Tiff and Nicole. Y'all say hi. Hello. Hi. So we're going to go against the normal grain of what we do here, and we're just going to talk about some wrestling news that uh, came up this week. And so y'all get some snacks, get some water, unless you've eaten all your quarantine snacks. And for that, I can't blame you. But let's get the show on the road. Tiff, what's the first on the docket today? So our resident, well, former reigning Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, is pregnant. And she made her announcement on Monday Night Raw. Um, That was a really really cool announcement um becky also made it clear that the money in the bank match was not for a contract it was for the raw women's championship and one of my favorites oscar won that championship which is awesome so mm-hmm. what do you guys think um what um, makes this a a little sweeter is that no one in the back knew Becky was pregnant. So from what I was reading, Oscar's reaction to Becky telling her that was like 100% real. Oh, that's cool. So like no one knew. And that's why like, I'm like, cause no one, you could be the best actor ever. You could not fake that level of happiness that Oscar had for her. Like she was even Oscar didn't even know what to say. Miss, I'm just going to scream in Japanese and everyone loves me for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Congratulations to Becky and Seth, and um, I hope hope for a very safe, happy pregnancy for Becky, and for the love of God, Seth, just get her whatever she fucking wants when she craves it, just anything, just give her food, give her sex, rub her back, just do whatever, just make her happy, because she will make your life a living hell for those nine months if she don't. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Nicole? Um... I was very, so, I was one of those people, like, she's, just because she has a fucking vagina doesn't mean she's pregnant, like, I was very adamant, like, I was one of those people, um, so, like, when it happened, I was like, oh, but, and I loved how I was very concerned as soon as she came out because of the look on her face, Yeah, she I was, was like, scared. oh, something's wrong, right, and, but just the fact that um, 
it was just it was just like a lot that went into it. I was very happy and there's someone online who did like a really good like like video while she was like doing while she was talking about like everything she's been through and they put clips of like her in the indies and her coming to NXT and her debuting on the main roster and all this stuff. I really need to try to find it. I like that was very sweet. It was, it was so nice. And, um, I have to find it cause I really liked it. But anyway, I can post it on the, um, yeah, I'll send it in a group chat, but I just loved how, I loved how she was able to express herself. I kind of wish there was an audience just so we could have that reaction. Yeah. I was very happy it was as quiet as it was, especially once Asuka realized, like, she said that she was going to be a mom. Because I felt like that meant so much. And not only... Because out of kayfabe, like... I don't like obvious I don't know respectfully but obviously Charlotte and Becky talk very highly of Asuka yeah and very highly out of like the two horsewomen those are ones like they speak very very highly of mm-hmm. like the two horsewomen those that's the one person they always speak very highly of um and there I think she just I everything about Asuka and like she humbles them and they have always said that Asuka's the best She's like she's the best in the world, and Asuka, Asuka is, her, yeah. In my opinion, Io Shirai, like man, woman, child, whatever, across all brands, all like most promotions, and I do wholeheartedly believe that. But yeah. I was, I was very. It made it better that Asuka won. It was already good that Asuka won. Like it was always fantastic. We're like, thank God Asuka got this. But the fact that she got this and she was the one that Becky was able to retire, not retire, but basically hand over her belt to because she has so much respect for her. And her and Asuka have been like been through so much. And like she said, Asuka was the only one to beat her. So it made everything made sense. Mm -hmm. And And her reaction was like such a good accumulation to their relationship right yeah now i i don't mean to bring it down but um on a sadder note the wwe backstage did comment on it they had a discussion and cm punk was on there and his sentiments was that oscar should have misted becky in the ring um let me ask you this. Is that thing, like, are they just, is, like, kayfabe dropped on that show, or, and this is the real them coming out? Because if, like, this is you in real life, because I've seen some shitbag people in my life, but, like, I've never met anybody. No, I have met someone that was a shitbag when I was pregnant and said something like that to me. Um, and if he actually said that in person, I was like, Seth, you need to come and, like, knock this motherfucker out because he just disrespected your wife and your future child. I I am of the mindset that you have to be an absolute son of a bitch to say something like that on TV with a straight face and not be sad about it, not have any disrespect. Like, it just was disrespectful. And so I what, could see if it was a work, then I could be like, 
Yeah, maybe she should have. <laughs> you know, like, it's not a work, though. This isn't a work. Uh, this woman is really pregnant. So why would you say that? I, and I was just hope that. Let's, let's fucking spit on the pregnant lady during a fucking pandemic. I just don't um, understand it. Yeah, I made that comment like, to someone because they're like, oh, well, see a punk is right. Because I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't. Sorry, I'm about to rant about him. No, I go ahead. I don't understand why people to. think so highly of Phil. I don't respect him, so I'm not calling him by his wrestling name because I have no respect for him. Oh, I don't I ain't understand him why he has why people think he's like fucking like he know like he's like fucking wrestling Jesus. Yes. Th- like that they, part I'm very confused so, on. They over they hold him on such a pedestal and I don't understand. So mind you, I wasn't I didn't watch WWE. Like I quit WWE during most of his time, but I mm-hmm. did watch go back and rewatch it cuz everyone was so obsessed and I again, I don't get it. He was like, yeah, he was like, he's like good on the mic and all that. But I was never like overly impressed by his wrestling abilities. I thought he was mediocre. To he mid. is. I thought he was a mid wrestler who was able to get him o- to get himself over by um, talking, which is perfectly fine. There are plenty of wrestlers who are very mid, but their mic skills are 100%. Trash. Yeah, like the Miz. Um, the Miz is one of them. He has gotten better though. Honestly, Cody Rhodes is one of them. He's exactly. a very mid wrestler. He's a very very mid wrestler. But mm-hmm. he has that was like one of the things Dusty blessed somebody with was that he has he can create such a connection with the crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's a be- he's a like fantastic wrestler? No, not really. But I think no. his in-ring psychology is amazing, and the way that he is able to connect with the crowd is amazing. So, again, that makes you... So, I'm not shaming him because of that, but on the same note, there's so many other people who are like that, but they are not treated the same. And Correct. I think they treat the same because everyone has such a Vince hate heart on, which is true. He's a shit person. We all know this. We all mm-hmm. fucking know this. And I always and I've said about this before. There's no such thing as ethical billionaire. You can't. Agreed. But it's like, mm-hmm. look, look at us. We're boo boo the fool. We're tuning. We're tuning in every week. Yeah. Well. I, was complaining, <laughs> I was complaining about Jeff Bezos becoming a fucking trillionaire in a few years, I'm but literally that Amazon. day I had three packages from Amazon. Like again. <laughs> Again, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't sit there and act like, oh, like, you're so against the system. And Vince, fuck Vince. And they'd love CM Punk because he told, he put Vince in his place. He didn't let Vince buy him with his money. I was like, yeah, but you're still watching every fucking week. You still have the WWE Network. You're still going to the the shows and giving money just to chance CM Punk. So that was like that's a waste 100% of like, you know, yeah, you're still being a fucking loser and buying a thousand dollar fucking title belt and walking to and taking it with you to a pay-per-view event like a fucking mark. Shut the Ooh. fuck up. That is a lie. So, actually, He didn't tell Vince anything. He didn't get what he wanted. So he left 
just like any other superstar who's wrestled for WWE and felt like they were worth more. They he didn't get what he wanted, but he bitched him on. He got he asked for ice cream bars. He got it. He wanted to be the top guy. He wanted to have the best storylines. He got that. But when he didn't get exactly down to the T what he wanted, he left. So don't make it seem like he was he was out here being some fucking martyr. That's not how this went down. And you see now that he's working on a WWE-branded television show. He can try to spin it all he wants that he works for Fox. But at the end of the day, the damn show says WWE backstage. Mm-hmm. Not it Fox backstage. Fox wrestling backstage. It Thank says you. WWE backstage. So you still work with WWE. You still work for them. And you're trying to weasel your way back in and build the fences so you can get back in. And when you do, everybody's going to be on your ass and everybody's going to love it and whoop de whoop And then within a month or so, they're going to get sick of you just like they do everything else. Mm-hmm. And so. I, can, I can say this because I drank from the CM Punk Kool-Aid and it was like, you know, when I didn't know about him till he came into the ECW brand WWE did. And I was like, okay, this guy's really cool. He's got a different look from, like, anybody who was there on the roster at the time. And he put on some really good matches. But, like, the more and more I saw of him and what I read of him, I'm like, this guy's a fucking crybaby. Like, nothing is good enough for him. And it's like, my... No, go ahead. I just... I was just... Because I was really into him. Because I told you guys about the story, like fucking taped my arms up in the CM Punk tape and, like, ripped off half my fucking arm hair taking it off that, that night. Cool. That does look cool, though. I mean, I'll give I'll give him yeah, that. Yeah, like... Yeah, I, I had, like, one of his first shirts, and I think my ex-boyfriend destroyed it, but he, I had, like, one of his ex, his first shirts that had, like, all the good luck charms on it. And I really, I really liked him, because to me, this is, at the time, this is what WWE was missing. They didn't have a big, a new big personality. And like, if you look back on the roster that was on the ECW version back in the day, he was one of the few new people. Because think about it, anybody they didn't have anything to do with, they shipped them to ECW. Back yeah. or so when they Not had true. him, when they had him come out on that ECW brand. He was fresh. He was new. He was one of the few people that like people were really getting behind. He didn't have no dumbass gimmick. I like the fact that, you know, I like the fact that he was straight edge and he, you know, like I read all about that. And I was like, OK, cool. I can understand that. I thought it was real cool. And then, like, he became a heel and I hated him because I'm a face girl sometimes. And then it's just like, OK, this guy's really good. But then. But then after the newness wore off, and this is just what Tiff said, when the newness wore off and the shininess wore off, I'm just like, what exactly are you bringing, dude? Like, okay, you're good on the mic, but your matches have been sloppy. And they last, like, five minutes. And then, like, the more and more, like, social media is horrible, but the more and more he just bitched and complained, I said, I'm thinking, my G, there are people on the indies right now that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was like before you know all this shit started but i'm like there are people right now on the indies wrestling for 30 people in a local gym that would murder to have your spot right now like you're the indie guy who, who you're the indie guy who got big 
and you're not pleased with anything that you're getting. And I said it before, if you want that John Cena money, you better be ready to work like John Cena. John Cena carried a fucking company for damn near 15 years. I don't like John Cena as a, I don't like John Cena as a rest, as a wrestler, but as a person, because everybody left and it was just Cena, and they took this wild gamble on this guy, and now he's one of the biggest wrestling superstars ever. Like people who don't even watch yeah. wrestling know who the hell John Cena is. It's like The Rock. That's true. No one, if they know who Dwayne Johnson is, felt like a good portion of those people also remember The Rock. And I'm just like, you're yeah. not the way you act, the way you talk, as like, the, I think I told you guys a long time ago in an episode, long story short, when Punk was champion, they were telling him, hey, it was Undertaker who came up to him, and here he comes, the guy who's been in the business longer than most of the fans who are watching now have been alive, comes up and gives you advice. And all he told Punk was like, hey, so if you're going to be on the talk shows and you're going to do the circuit thing, you need to not go out and, like, wearing ripped-up jeans and a band shirt. Like, you know, make sure you dress, like, dress to impress a little bit. And he is just, like, pretty much, like, the cocky, like, don't tell me what to do. You're old school. I'm the new guy. And I'm like, you just disrespected the fucking Undertaker. Like, how, like, what? Because he told the Undertaker to his face to shut up. He doesn't need his advice. He knows what he's doing. I'm well, just like, I mean, <laughs> clearly he needed something. But I'm, I'm just going to say this and then we also, can move forward. Like, um, I watched OG advice. Yeah, because you, yeah. you said that when I talked about that on the episode. You said that's like some old, that's like OG old man sitting down the news, the news, the news class and saying this is what you need to do. Like I remember you saying that. And I was just like, that disrespectful little motherfucker. And then, like, he has such a hate for her for the WWE. And he's like, I'm going to go back. And I'm like, but yet, here you are. Oh, he'll take a check, though. Well, of course. Here's the thing. I watched, I was watching wrestling during that time. So I, I saw CM Punk came out of nowhere, honestly. He was there. And he he was okay, but he wasn't somebody that I would say was like, ooh, you definitely need to watch him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't like that. He did not gain any notoriety or become captivating until after he did that, that sit-down pipe bomb on stage in front of everybody. Now, I was under the assumption that it was when I was like, okay. They're putting CM Punk at the forefront. And then he moved on from there, and he had his his stint. And I, I can't say that CM Punk didn't do anything because he did. He was able to set himself to a certain standard in the WWE to where, like I always say, make yourself so that you are, you're, you're not, you, you can't be ignored. And he did that. So I'll give you props for that. And I understand where his animosity for the higher-ups comes from. And it's because they didn't believe he was going to be anything. Hall Heyman had to fight tooth and nail 
for CM Punk to even get on TV just to be on ECW because they didn't want him there. They didn't want him. And I didn't have a problem with that in the beginning, but I understand why they didn't want him because he has a very abrasive personality. And it, it's yeah. so... It's, it's very off-putting. Um, he, he's smug, and he has this I know everything and you know nothing type of personality where when he speaks to you, it's almost like he's talking down to you. And that can turn a lot of people off. CM Punk is no more a savior than The Miz is, <clears throat> to be honest with you. And if you're going to compare the two, and not to put them on the same level or to disrespect The Miz, but to be honest, they both have the same precedent in terms of character when you look at how they operate. CM Punk a little bit more aggressive and had a little bit more, I would say, a little bit more oomph in the ring. But yeah. if the Miz really knuckled down and just focused on his in-ring work, he could be just as good, if not better. So I'm not... I, I, I don't have any love lost for CM Punk. My issue with him stems from his, his behavior online when it comes to fans and how he, he acts as if he did the WWE a favor. No, mother. That's the one thing that bothers me about it. And sorry, this just popped in my head. He's he's not nice to his fans. No, like so he's that's... really not nice. So for so many people, and that's what re- that's like one of the main things that really bothers me about him. For so many people to fucking cap for him and come out the woodwork to defend him. I'm like, he insults you guys on a daily basis. Like, he doesn't like his fans. No. And they love we'll it. They love he it. doesn't like fans. And then they, but they will chastise somebody like Sasha, who doesn't want to take a photo with them at the airport when she's getting off the plane after wrestling for two days straight and trying to get to her hotel or she's just sitting in a restaurant trying to eat dinner and they're coming up What's to her, her table while she's eating dinner. Hey, can I get a picture? Can I get an autograph? You know, it's rude and it's disrespectful. I can understand if you just want went up and said, hey, um, I just want to say I really like you as a wrestler. I didn't want to bother you, but I just had to come and tell you that I really love your work as a wrestler. I hope you enjoy your meal. You guys have a nice night. That's different. That's you're all not you have to say. That's it, because you're being respectful to that woman. She might say, hey, do you want a picture? You see what I'm saying? But because you're not yeah. being a fucking human being and you're just trying to get what you want because you feel like you're owed it, you're being disrespectful. But it, the same thing is like if Sasha says no, then she's all over the blog. Sasha Banks rude to her fans. Fucking Punk does that shit on a daily basis. Like he will don't he literally the fuck out of people. Like no, he don't. But you, he doesn't like y'all. But he's sitting here laughing at you because you're watching this shit still. You're spending your money to go to WWE, a company that you hate, just to chant CM Punk when those tickets are not cheap. And I could think of a lot better things to fucking do with that money than go spend it on WWE tickets if I really hate it. And there are some wrestlers on Twitter online, like MJF, he insults his fans. But at the same time, anytime his fans do fan art, or they do a like a anything for him. They're always on his Twitter. They're always on his Instagram, and he's very yeah. thankful. He's very thankful for the fans he has. You know, without fans, there are no wrestlers. 
You could be Real talk, the best. He's a, he's, a, he's a work, though. Like, they know yeah, that and, that's a work. And AJ, and that's how MJF appre- shows his fans that he does appreciate without breaking kayfabe, which is Correct. very smart. Yeah. So it's not like, he's not himself on Twitter talking about them. CM Punk is himself. He's not representing a character anymore. He's just Phil on in Twitter, and then there are fans of his character, and he treats them like dog shit. So there's a difference in this. Like, he's not a working superstar. And if you want to be really honest, since it was okay for him to say Asuka should have missed it, Becky Lynch, the only place that you succeeded when it came to a sport is WWE. Because you didn't work well in UFC. You got your ass handed to you. And that was a big-ass piece of humble pie, bitch. So maybe Mm -hmm. without WWE, no one would give two fucks about who you are. Stephanie did the best fucking burn on him. Um... Honestly, Phil, why don't you fucking ask Brock Lesnar to have an MMA fight since you're such a bad motherfucker? Mm-hmm. I, I don't even I don't even like Brock Lesnar, and I would still watch that. <laughs> that would be the only time I'd root for Brock Lesnar just to beat the shit out of him. I'd rather him go like he's he's saying he's such a bad motherfucker. Like it's a bunch of people in UFC he could fight. Um, Overeem just want to fight. Uh, like. In, in the second round, in three minutes into the second round, he won that fight. Um, uh, who else could he go up against? Who was that black dude that just fought last weekend? Ngannou. He can go up against him. I'd pay money to watch that. That would be a total blood massacre. And I would like it. Every minute of it. just want to see a little bit of blood. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, he could, you, I mean, he could still breathe. I mean, I don't. I mean, he could breathe a little. And you may I need mean, to be. He, seemed, he was on. Now let's keep it funky. Your ass was on TV crying when you got your ass whooped the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, was. you was crying like a bitch, and you had to go back there so your wife could get you together. So maybe we shouldn't be suggesting that a woman should get spitted spit in her face during a pandemic where the virus is spread. That way, mm-hmm. maybe we should be a little bit more careful about what we say. But considering the fact that you weren't careful about what you said, I'm not going to be careful about what the fuck I say. I'm going to say fuck I won't. Let's move on to the next topic where we sit up have a whole hour about fucking punk. Anyway, Drew Gulak was released from WWE. Saturday is when the news broke that he was released. And there really wasn't much information to come out until today. So let me make sure I give you all the information before we give our take on it. So Friday, Drew Gulak was wrestling in an Intercontinental Championship tournament, which I will get to that one in a second because that's also a topic of conversation. All right. Drew was wrestling in this particular match. He lost to Daniel Bryan. And that next day, which was Saturday, it was announced that he was released from WWE. It happened about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I got a message telling me that he was released. So I went to go look around to see what was being reported. And the basic consensus of all the reports is that Drew and WWE were in contract negotiations. Drew's contract had expired, and they were negotiating to keep him. He was an integral part of the storyline for Daniel Bryan for months. So it would make sense to keep Drew around. You know what I'm saying? Because it looked like they were ushering Drew in to be the next Daniel Bryan. Right? Uh-huh. Now, 
the way that they structured this, Drew and WWE could not come to any agreement with um, their negotiations. So WWE pulled the um, the original offer. They took it off the table. Drew Gulak wanted more money, of course, and he wanted something on top of the offer that he was getting, and they were like, we can't do that. So WWE didn't offer him a bonus or anything bigger, They and they pulled their original contract off the table. And Drew Gulak was like, okay, well, then we're, we're done. Then the reports came out that Drew Gulak basically is done with WWE. From my understanding, that's not necessarily true. The way that this is set up, they're still in talks with Drew Gulak. It's just they pulled the original offer that they gave to him. Now, it's very likely that they could still offer Drew another contract that may be a little bit um, to his liking. Or, you know, they may have a little bit more money, maybe not the most money that they can offer him. But right now, they're giving him the best that they can. And Drew is like, okay, we'll see where we are. He does have someone who represents him. And I'm going to pull up who they said is his representative, who they think represents him. His name is Barry Bloom. And Barry Bloom represents several wrestlers, including Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Chris Jericho, Jim Ross, and Kenny Omega. Now, yeah, apparently Drew is free to sign with any um, company that he wants because he is not bound by that 90-day or 30-day clause that WWE usually has in their contracts. He's not bound by that. So Drew can go and leave WWE and sign wherever he wants. I'm going to say this, and then I'll put the thing to you guys. I don't think Drew Gulak, Gulak is going anywhere. I think that it's going to look that way for a little while, and then he's going to re-sign with WWE. Um, I think that they're going through the motions of what happens when you re-sign, given the fact that WWE has cash flow problems, and they've had to sell stocks just to make sure the company stays in the black for a while. We're all aware of this. It's it's possible that they're trying to make sure Drew gets gets paid, but he also doesn't, you know, get overpaid and they can still maintain their company. They have to try to do the best they can within the means that they have. I'm not saying WWE is a great company. I'm just saying if you're going for looking at it from a business standpoint, it makes sense for them to withdraw their original offer and then offer something new. Okay. So what do you guys think? Um, um, I also think he, he probably will end up resigning. Okay. Uh, this just kind of took me out because I was just like, "Damn, you know." Um, I think I think Drew will come back because I think I think the WWE realized like how good he he can be. I mean, Drew. Unfortunately, Drew was sequestered over in 205 Live, so a lot of people didn't get the chance to see him before all this. But um, yeah, I think once Watch they 205 Live. Yeah. You'll miss you miss a lot of good guys by not watching it. <laughs> yeah. My my man um Tahuti is on there. Ooh, man. Everybody likes him and they always talk about him. And I never I'm like, I'm gonna watch 205 Live today, and then I get into doing something else and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> But 
Um, I think he'll be back. I think once WWE tries to get whatever their version of normal is anymore, yeah. um, I think I think I think they'll sign a lot of those people back. But um, I I don't I'm not saying all of them. I said some mm-hmm. of them, and I, I think I think Drew, they'll be able to. Thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. (laughs) Anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. To work out negotiations with Drew, but honestly, that really fucking sucked when I heard that. I was like, he when he was let go, I was just like, can this just be one of those rumors that aren't fucking true? Well, I think using the term released and let go makes it seem like WWE cut him, and that's not what happened. That's why I say everybody needs to stop panicking when they see things and read first. Because if you read, you'll get the better understanding of what's going on. Most of the time, the dirt sheets has the information in there, but people only look at what the article says in terms of the title. They don't read the contents. Because you and I know we post up on our page, they look at the picture, and the first thing they go, oh, what happened? Never mind the fact that we've detailed what happened in the caption. We've explained it. It's like I have to post it on the fucking picture for you to read it. It's, It's baffling to me. A simple just read the shit will get you all the information that you need. And then if you are having mixed information, that's different. I can understand if you're like, well, I don't get it because one place is saying this, the other place is saying that. All of the dirt sheets are pretty much reporting the same thing. Even Bleacher Report and um, like Sports Illustrated are all reporting the same information. So if you're getting the same information, it's all coming in at the same time. And they're generally saying Drew's been released. Yeah, but there's an extra piece underneath there that says they had contract negotiations. They didn't go well, so they parted ways. That's different from them getting released, like what Deanna Perrazzo got and what Drew, I'm not Drew, but um, what's his name? Drake Maverick got and the the OC and all of them. That's different because they were let go. So it, it, you just have to read the shit. Just, just, just fucking read it. Cause I got like seven messages. Drew's been released. How could they let him go? <laughs> Drew's been released. How could they let them go? How could they let yeah. them go? I'm like, what? Like, what the hell are you talking? Will y'all stop spamming Tiff when news hits? Because like, if it's her <laughs> personal page, my personal page, Nicole's personal page, or our down for the count page, y'all are hitting us up like we got like a bug in the back we ain't that rich okay we don't have the money to pay for people for that i mean dave Meltzer Our doesn't even have it. Really he just fucking lies if about we it. were actually it's uh, a lie i told y'all it would be a drastic different on how i create content and like talk about people if i was getting directly paid by that person Thanks. right so it, no, it, I, I don't mind the information. I, I don't, but it's like, 
they always ask, they, they always like, what do you, what do you, how do you, how is this going to go? And I'm just like, well, the simplest explanation is it's got to be worked out. Shit happens, you know, like <laughs> this happens Where? all the time. Even with smaller businesses, it's smaller wrestling promotion. It happens. You want bigger contract. You feel like you deserve better, which in hindsight, Drew does. Drew's worked through the entire pandemic. He hasn't missed a day. When he was brought in to WWE, there was a crowd. He's been working after that consistently. Mm-hmm. He deserves that. If you're not going to give him a major bonus, then something needs to be promised down the line to at least appease him, to make him feel like, okay, I'm working towards something. You feel me? Because if it's in the contract, they're contractually bound to give you this. Right. So, I I think he'll be back, so I'm not I'm not stressing out. And you know what? If he doesn't come back, he will be able to go anywhere. And like the way I see it, I always want to see a, a really good wrestler get the Drew um, Drew McIntyre thing, where you know they they leave WWE, they make a name for themselves, and they come back. Yeah, yeah. I think Drew will be back in WWE. I don't. I I can see him going somewhere else. I think he he could have a character in NWA Power or have one in MLW or any other promotion. Personally, I I don't think he has to go to AEW. But if he went, it's fine as long as he wasn't taking a spot from a guy who was already there. I wouldn't have a problem with that. So. He has a he has many options to do, to go to choose from, as does everybody else who's been released from WWE. So, I hope you resign because I like seeing you in WWE. I appreciate you. Nobody uh-huh. else does. All of us here. I appreciate you. Nicole appreciates you. I appreciate you. Alexis does. So mm-hmm. we. I look forward to seeing him wrestle. I genuinely do. So. I don't mind him being there. So I, I want you to negotiate. And if Barry Bloom's your your agent, like they are alleging he is, then I suspect that you will be back and they're going to make work out a deal that works for you and your family. So good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Get your money. We're going to run from there. Loki, if Ever. anybody who's working the pandemic, who's like a lower card person or a mid card. Um, ask for more money when your contract is up, please. Agreed. Because you um, deserve it. Asuka, so, honey, you the main one. Yes. <laughs> paid a lot of money, though, honestly. She's in the she's in the six figure bracket. When I looked at their yeah. salaries, if the, what was reported is true, Asuka makes decent money, so she's not worried. Good. Um, she can make but she more. does need a pay raise. She's she's gonna get one being Raw Women's Champion for sure, for sure. All right. And she so, worked and she helped carry Raw during this time. Honestly, well. she's the best part about Raw because Raw had no direction whatsoever. None. It's, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to move into some more, some happier news. So even though it's kind of sad, but it's still happy because he's still alive. So because most guys don't get to be living when they do this. But Devon Dudley quietly retired from wrestling, period. And 
I'm I'm just happy that he's he's not injured or hurt because the kind of shit the Dudley boys did. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. they should be dead. Like the, they were they were out there fucking Pretty much, yeah. Up. Like they should be dead. So I I'm happy that he's just able to retire and be there for his kids. He has very young children, by the way. His very young kids. His he son. Also, also someone who is fine. Have you seen his sons? Yes. Ooh. Holy shit. <laughs> Where did that come from? Okay. Like, they showed him at the Hall of Fame, and I was just like, those are Devon Dudley's sons? Yeah. Hello. How are you? <laughs> shit. Yeah. He's got some... He's got some cute kids. Not gonna lie. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. You go ahead, Alexis, because I have to think about it. <laughs> no. Um, I grew up watching the Dudleys, and Tiff is right. Like, the bullshit that they did, like, I'm surprised he's, he's able to keep a memory, much less be alive. Um, they were one of the very very strong hardcore influences on me when I was growing up and um he's the least problematic Dudley boy right now so um you know the man the man deserved it he's a multiple he's multiple time tag team champion like any any company you could think of he was tag champions of Mm -hmm. um um he's and you know what you you watch his Hall of Fame induction, and he was, like, one of the most humblest guys. And I'm thinking, this is a guy who I watched from middle school up to when their their last reign in WWE. And this dude is getting on the mic, and he's just screaming and yelling. Like, Devon, if he does, like, part-time work for WWE, he needs to be one of the promo coaches. That motherfucker could cut a promo and send your ass to church at the same time. Testify. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, I, I thought that was a so producer. Funny. He, yeah, um, he's a producer for WWE. Working now. Yeah. Oh, cool. I do so, not know that. And I heard, and sorry, this is backtracking a lot. So when I read about, or listened rather, about how Becky knew um how no one was aware of Becky's announcement. It was from Devon's um show podcast oh. or whatever. And he was saying and he said that he was in the back and he it was said he was like Tamina, um, who else was back there? Tamina and a couple other people and someone, um um Tamina Naya someone else that he named and someone that he wouldn't name because he didn't want to break kayfabe for them mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. all like, oh my god. Probably Shana. Yeah, but no, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's a full-time, he's been a producer for a very long time. Oh, wow. But yeah, no, he's full-time there. They, they're not stupid. I think that's why, another reason why Bubba Ray is salty sometimes. Mm, yeah, and that's another. That's another. I think that's a that's another whole topic. But yeah, uh, I, th- I mean, it's came out. A lot of people say it. They're like, yeah, Devon's the most likable Dudley boy. But um, this isn't about Bubba. But like, just 
I love I love the Dudley Boys, and um, I'm glad Devon got to retire on his own, like on his own uh, merit. Agreed. And I'm sorry, and I'm sorry, Devon. I love you from the bottom of my heart. My little hardcore fandom bleeds for you, literally. But your forehead is nothing but scar tissue, dude. Yeah, that's come from all that blading. That's and, you know the the fact that and it's like y'all y'all know me and Nicole have a love for hardcore wrestling. So like the fact that the majority of your career you were willing to slice your head open to make sure I had a good time. I love you, Devon, and I wish you the best in the world. And you deserve everything you get. Like you don't. What does Nicole say? Like. He doesn't get his flowers like he yeah, should. That's what she says. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your, steal your there, but um, but I'm I'm a, I'm happy that Devon was able to retire. <laughs> <laughs> I really yeah. think um, I'm really happy for Devon and that he was actually able to go out on his own and nothing. And I wish him uh, um, the best in his health and to be a great dad. And I think his kids are playing football for like. Or they were playing football for like a college team or something. They're they the last thing um, I saw was an interview with Chris Van Lelay, and um, they're they started wrestling. Yeah, in 2011 and 2012 they were wrestling. Oh wow! Last but time I, don't I heard they were playing still football. wrestling. I don't know if they're uh, still wrestling. If we could get a Dudley Boys version 2.0, and it's just. Devon's kids, I would be okay with that. I just need one of them to yell, "Oh, my brother, testify!" and I'll make you <laughs> make all over. <laughs> That's cool. All right, so oh, also hold on, I'm gonna use this to um to segue into our next um subject. So another reason why I also really love and appreciate. Devon, Devon only, um, is because how how much he's done with mentoring, um, mentoring like the next generation specifically, um, our wrestlers of colors and more specifically our black wrestlers, um, our women and men and so on. But you know who does not help with that? Hmm. Mark Henry. She's going to say Mark Henry. So Mark Henry and Leo Rush got into a pissing match on Twitter earlier. For the last couple of days, they've been going back and forth. Um, My understanding is that sometime last year, which I do remember that Mark Henry spoke about um, Leo Rush and about how he lied about the backstage tension that was between him and the producers as well as some superstars um (laughs) he also said he also went in and went in depth about leo rush's finances and you know was going in on leo rush it seems mark doesn't really have uh nice things to say about leo at all um, which it works both ways. Leo doesn't really give a fuck about Mark Henry either. Um, Leo, that was last year. 
and Leo did speak about it last year to some extent. He debunked what was said, and that was it. After that, he things died down between the two of them. He stopped talking about him, and they he, the others stopped talking about him. They moved into this year. Leo was released from WWE, and Leo has sold his wrestling gear and all of that. And then he started posting about Mark Henry. Oh boy, here we go. It was it was a lot. It wasn't like a, a massive amount of tweets, but to me, it was it was a thread of tweets about Mark and Mark's treatment of him and how he felt. And then Mark Henry was just like, "Okay, well, we can have this conversation. If you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. We'll have the conversation on my podcast." The point, the conversation was never had because. Leo says the number was disconnected that he was told to call. He asked oh, to come. Disconnected. I called it too. He said it was disconnected and they said they called. He said, well, we can call again at 4.30 and um, they were like, well, we don't film at 4.30. It's over. So that was left where it was. Mark Henry then did an interview with TMZ and pretty much was like he's saying slanderous things. I'll sue. If he doesn't calm down, like my lawyers from Harvard or wherever. <laughs> Your lawyers my don't lawyers mean shit. Harvard, my lawyers from Harvard and they're pissed. And <laughs> I just thought that was so funny and stupid. But anyway, he said that my lawyers from Harvard and they're pissed. And if I wanted to, I could sue. So he needs to relax on the slanderous conversation on Twitter. Leo shot back again and was like, well, I could do the very same thing to you. Very weird how you want to sue me during a 26-year-old during a pandemic, which I I was I was just like, okay. Um, I'm going to say what I feel, and I'm probably not... I don't have any issues with Mark Henry. I don't know anything outside of the things that he said and done. He's done some questionable shit on Twitter as of lately that I don't like, and I'm not taking up for him in any way, shape, or form, but Leo Rush has, he rubs me the wrong way. So I will freely admit that I am very biased towards him when it comes to certain things. So I feel as though what the the rumors about his behavior, I think are 100% true. Um, however, that doesn't give Mark Henry carte blanche to put his business out there like that. So where I draw the line is Mark Henry putting his personal finance information on a podcast. Even we would not stoop that fucking low to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's dead ass wrong. Okay, number one. Number two, where I have an issue with Leo is the situation to me was over and done with. <clears throat> if you were on a podcast and someone asked you about Mark Henry, then I could understand the conversation being brought up. But you brought up the conversation out of the blue. And it's very convenient that your album is getting ready to come out in a couple of days. To me, Mark Henry has no bearing over what's going on with you right now. So to me, there was I, I just didn't see the reasoning behind the conversation or the the tweets at all. I didn't. I don't understand. I still don't. Maybe Nicole will come in and be able to explain it better. Yeah. But from my standpoint, I just didn't get it. I was like, what is the point of this? What is your end game when it comes to this? Because people already thought Mark Henry was a shit person. <laughs> it was already clear yeah. about that due to the Did fact they that. Have- 
there's some questionable tweets that he's been liking as of lately about current WWE superstars, and some of them are female, and it's this really jackass of a fan that's sending him tweets that he's liking and, and laughing off, and they are pretty fucked up tweets. They're, they're shitty. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you even trying to be a normal person that has respect for the company? Are you even trying? It's just, you just look, it looks bad. It looks bad. It's not funny. It looks bad. So I'm just like, okay, you know, I, I, like I said, I freely admit, I don't care for Leo Rush. So I, I have a bias when it comes to anything that he says. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. I don't care what's happening. What happened then is over and done with. You addressed it then to me. And now you're dredging it up again. For what, what does that do for you? I was going to say, didn't they beef before? And it's like, if you're, if yeah. you're, if you're beefing with someone now, why would you want to drug up shit from the past? Like, I, I don't, I, cause what are some of the tweets that he, that Mark's been liking? Cause honestly, I don't well, follow him. Cause call him, they call Sasha Banks a horse. What? <laughs> he liked that shit. Oh yeah. They call Sasha Banks a horse, and it was like, that bitch looks like a horse. She's a horse face bitch. Like, all kind of shit. And it says something about Bailey, stuff about um, some of the other girls on the roster. And he liked it, or he responded to it. And it was just, you, you have to ask yourself, like, okay, what the, f- what are you doing? Like, what, what, what are you doing? You're a public figure. Who worked? Who used to work or currently works for this company, and you're liking tweets about current superstars that are malicious and vicious. It doesn't look good. No. It looks bad, and it is bad. Uh, personally, I think they're both assholes, and that's all I have to say on it. I 100% agree, but Nicole has a better. She can give you the extended stuff of what's happening. Because I yeah. I tune things out when it comes to Leo Rush. I'm going to be honest. So she has a better oh. understanding of that. I don't. So I'll let her go into it. So I don't mind Leo Rush. Like, he, he gets on my nerves um, sometimes. But I do get where he's coming from at the same time. Because he's, I don't, he's not coming from a malicious place. He's just a young kid who's very talented and wants his just dues. Does he go about it the wrong way sometimes? Yes, I 100% agree with that. But I do understand where he's coming from. So when he was released, or it was sometime last week, he was on the Jobber Tears podcast. And they asked him about this, about the whole Mark Henry situation. And he just said that he was just, it was just like a very weird like, it was just very strange because he wasn't very upfront with him when he was trying to speak to him, and he wasn't very direct, so he didn't understand, like, where he was coming from, and he was like, I was more than happy to, like, talk to him and, like, get some advice for him, but nothing he said was, like, direct or make sense, so he was just, like, basically, like, talking over me, and wouldn't let me, like, sort of, like, he's like, I couldn't understand where he was coming from. And he was like, I honestly think it was just like a miscommunication between us. And he was like, I don't hate the guy. He's like, I think we just need to like 
talk it out again because he's like, I just think that we misunderstood where each other was coming from. And so this comes back to Mark Henry and he like takes this all the wrong way. And so he goes on his podcast and then he's talking about how, well, I was trying to tell him he shouldn't ask for more money. He should, he needs to learn how to manage his money better. And then Leo was like, and I guess he was like, it doesn't matter if you two have two kids, you can make it work. Just learn how to manage your money better. Oh, hell no. So, and then, like, Leo didn't see that first. And then that's when he started this Twitter, like, started doing the tweets. And the tweets, I I don't feel like looking for them. But in general, they weren't disrespectful. Because I know if that was me, I would have fucking went off. You're not going to talk about my financials you're not going to talk about how I feed my family that's not okay so he was like he's like I just think it's fucked up like someone who's supposed to be like a leader within our community especially our black wrestling and he's like and I can't and he was like and I feel like he's just like not like he's just not trying to like communicate with me and so Mark was just, like, sending, like, really shitty stuff back, and then he was like, well, if you want to talk, you could call up to the, call up to the podcast, and the number that he gave, like, I was on, I was on, like, a Zoom, I think, yeah, I was on a Zoom that day, and I was like, and I called that number, because it's a, it's a regular number, and I was like, well, I'll call Nicole, I lost you. Oh, sorry. I can still hear her. Okay, but we were, I was in a Zoom, and one of the girls, and she was like, she's like, I called it, and it was disconnected, and I was like, what, and then I went and called, and I was like, oh, let me try, try this, and I called it, and it was disconnected, and so were, and I was looking, and a lot of people who were in the replies, and they're like, this number doesn't even fucking work. Like, how are you going to try to be shitty and shady and send a number and don't even fucking work? And then Leo was like, um, I don't know what's going on, but this number is incorrect. And he was like, oh, I'll send you another one. So I think he might actually set him a real one by then. And then Leo was like, well, I can only do that this time. And obviously, like, he might not be free all fucking day. Again, he does have kids. So... And that's the point. And I, Mark Henry's bothered me for a while. And I can understand your point, Tiff, about how Leo Rush rubbed you the wrong way. But I don't like how Mark Henry moves and how Booker T is the same way for me now. Like, they're very, like, they talk about how, oh, you have to, like, just do certain things and suck it up for the good of the business. But it shouldn't be like that especially for our black black wrestlers refs and managers and so on because that was Mm. the point for it was the point of you going through that shit so they don't have to that's the whole fucking point and i just don't like this tap dancing bullshit for the good old boys because you don't because he's not conforming to how you think that it should be done you can all disagree all you want but if he's someone's trying to communicate and trying to see, trying to communicate with you to see for you to just see where they're coming from, and you're not complete, and you're just completely going above that, and they're and 
trying and like taking it to a whole nother level, then I don't respect you. And no, that's fucked up. Like you should have, if he's trying to talk to you, then at the very minimal you could have done was to have the conversation, not try to make it seem like Leo didn't want to talk to you or he didn't call and you gave him the number. You were thinking nobody was going to check the number and you got busted. Like I said, I don't have no love lost for Mark Henry either. I don't like yeah, either of these dudes. I yeah. don't like either. But, I think, but Mark Henry's <laughs> fucking up. You can't do that. Like, that's disrespectful. It's also disres- it's disrespectful. And it's just, it's like, I don't, like, I don't respect, I, like, I don't understand, like, what, like, what you want them to do. Like, that's, like, what I said, like, the reason they went through this so our younger generation doesn't have to fucking deal with it. Now, if Mark Henry's not trying to trying to do this this old boys club type of shit, then you gotta, that's a problem for me. I don't like that. I don't like no hazing. It feels like some fraternity schoolboy bullshit. And that, that shit don't wash. I don't like that. That's That's not how it should be. And that's not how the locker room leaders are treating the situation now. Because that's how a lot of people didn't get opportunities back in the day because they wouldn't suck these other dudes' dicks. And to be honest with you, I don't have no issues with Leo Rush's performance. He's a very, very, very well-trained wrestler. He's very talented. I respect his end game and how he works. But I don't like the fact that he... It's it's a... um, it's the way he goes about it. If he went yeah. about it differently, I would be okay with it. And I could understand it. I don't like the way Mark Henry handled the situation. He went above and beyond to make Leo Rush look like a dick. Which in turn, it backfired on him. When all yeah, he had to do it, was just have a conversation. And then it gets even worse because it's... And then you're telling them, like, you're preaching all this stuff about, like oh, you have to do certain stuff to stay within the locker room and do, like, you have, like, you have all these rules and guidelines, but you're going on to TMZ and Mm -hmm. you are exposing a part of the business, but you want to keep certain stuff, but, but whatever Leo is doing is not right because that has to be correct to how you view the business and how shit is done. But it's okay for you to go on an outside platform. Just a reminder for everybody who's listening to the podcast, I'm going to take a little break and just talk for a little bit. So I know sometimes we have some very, very, very strong opinions on the podcast and yes they can come across a little bit insensitive but just so you know we are spectators just like you and we're watching this sport we love this sport and we just want the best now of course we're a little harsh when we critique wrestlers especially those who we're not quite fond of but just know that we are not trying to attack anyone or tear them down. We are passionate about something that we all grew up loving and we just want to be able to watch the best of the best. So if you are offended by anything that you hear in this podcast in any way, shape or form, just know that this is not intended to tear people down, to attack, 
or bully, which I hate that word. So let's just say we're not trying to harm anyone. We're just giving our opinion and trying to get a few things off of our chest while my possibly starting a conversation with some of you guys. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Fucking MZ, the dirtiest of dirt bags you can think mm-hmm. of. And you're going to go on there and expose a portion of the business. You can literally suck my dick. You look like Gorilla Grodd. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, shit. shit. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't yeah. like that. I don't like because <laughs> it's making him. So this is why I would take up for Leo Rush and I wasn't really taken up for ACH because I see where Leo is coming from and he's not coming from somewhere to be malicious. He just wasn't doing things probably the right way at first. But I think, but also you have to think about Leo Rush was like 22 when he got signed. He's very young. Right. So there's like so much shit that went into that. But at the same time, it's like, like, Mark, like, shut the, like, shut the fuck up. Like, get, get Vince's dick out your mouth. Oh. Between him and Booker T, I don't know who's worse. I'm going to be the same. They're the same. They're the same, same person. I am. That's the same thing with Booker T. And that's why I said, like, I don't respect them as them trying to act like they're elders for the black wrestling community within the WWE or within wrestling in general when they don't do when they don't move correctly to do that you're not going to sit there and slander other black performers or like talk about shit like talk about stuff by them in public setting instead of talking to them behind the scenes. Like, he could have he could have checked um, Leo and put him in his place and talked about him, like, hey, you need to do this. Well, he did. And Leo behind the did. scenes. He had plenty of opportunities and times. That's what I don't respect about that. Like, you don't, don't air, and this is like, and this is just me, like, don't air our business out as, like, just as a comedian show. Don't be sitting here and airing out our business when this is something that we could that you could have handled in private. Like that really, really makes me upset. And it's like you wanna you only wanna elevate you only wanna elevate black athletes and black wrestlers and black whatever talent if it if they go within the mindset you think it's okay. And I low key think he has a problem with men. Because he sounds like do he's got a problem with everybody. Well, he yeah, did the opposite think, no. with Bianca. Yeah, so he's. I think he likes Bianca because obviously he's the one who helped her get her on, and a couple other people. But I think I think Booker T is just stupid in general. I think um, Mark Henry has a problem with like men within the community in general. I don't know if it's like. I don't know what it is, but I think I really do think he has like and also like certain women that he doesn't think probably is attractive, which is Sasha Banks. But Sasha Banks ain't worried about fucking you. So you can say you can say she she may have a horse face, but she's still beautiful. I can't say the same thing about you, Mark. I don't like talking about people's looks, but my God, don't don't be trying to call call nobody ugly. (laughs) Fuck out of here. 
Oh, uh, yeah, him, him and Booker T, Booker T-E-A-T, because that's how I will call, I will refer him to. Oh, they're, Jesus. They're the, same, they're the same, and it makes me, makes me so angry that they, that the people there don't have the support or don't have the right pillars that they should. And I think it's very sad and it's very unfortunate. Because the only well, really good pillar is is Devon. I mean, yeah, and Jacqueline ain't there. Her ass is at home, so they gotta call her. Well, they got Devon and they have um, what's his face? The guy who had the angle with Kurt Angle as his son, and he's been working Jason with Bray Wyatt. They have yeah. him, and that's pretty much it. I'll 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 say this, and then we can leave this where it's at. Mark Henry and Booker T are two wrestlers who really didn't have a lot of, um, I wouldn't say, like, instant success, kind of like, or didn't have that groundswell success like The Rock and John Cena did. They didn't have that. They got their titles very late in their careers, except for Booker T. He was a tag team guy, you know, part of the, the heat. I have an issue with the way they handle things. And what you have to understand is this is not 1993 anymore. There's a new regime in place for that locker room and how things are to be handled. As a veteran, your job is to aid the superstars and to help them through these situations, not tear them down and find ways to make them feel inferior to you. Okay? Your job is to be an ally, a friend, a mentor to superstars who are coming in and they need help. Somebody like Leo might have listened if you had a came from a different place and weren't so ready to just knock his ass down. It seems to me like you were trying to put him in his place. And when he didn't respond the way you wanted him to, you took it to social media to tear him down. I'm, I'm not a fan of Leo's personality and how he operates, but I also don't wish him any harm. And I don't think that it was fair that the conversation was structured as if Leo doesn't know how to manage his money. It's not about money. It's about understanding your worth. And it's very similar to working a nine to five job. If you work at a job and you know that you have the credentials to be better, you're going to want to get the better job over somebody who has the tenure because you have the education and you have the tenacity and you have the drive. And that is very similar to what is happening with Leo. I don't think he handled it correctly in terms of what he wanted and how he presented himself. But maybe if you hadn't been such an asshole to him, you might have been able to help him get what he wanted. And then you could have been like, I'm an ally to Leo Rush, and Leo Rush probably would have thanked you for being there for him. But instead, you took the route of being that veteran that wants you to be knee groveling and licking dicks and um oh i'm oh i'm so ingrateful and indebted to you that's the world has changed from those days in the locker room and quite frankly that is very very demeaning and disrespectful he's a grown man and you should respect him just as a man not as some rookie wrestler but just as a man what is wrong with just giving him the basic respect of a normal human being? Why do I have to grovel to you when you, because you grovel to 15 other people? That's not my problem. That's yours. 
that's something you have to deal with on your own. Do not project your bullshit onto me. And start acting like people mean something other than it just being a situation of, well, he has to earn his stripes. Yeah, but not by licking your balls. Okay, because you you're you're not doing anything for him. You're not giving him anything. And even if you did, that's not an obligation. That was something you chose to do on your own. So I would expect that you would grow up at some point. So I I just wish y'all would be just a little bit more respectful of the superstars and just give them their just due when it's due. Without well, a party right. boy dancing and um, pussy popping for Massa now. Oh God. Oh. Well, um, well and- speaking of um, people who can't seem to let go of the old guard, Cornette decided to run his fucking mouth this week. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Jim Cornette had a few things to say about certain superstars. Becky Lynch was the first one. And I'm going to read what he said verbatim. Because the only way you'll understand people's frustration, especially Alexis's anger, which I'm going to let her go first. Because if I don't, (laughs) Jim Cornette will take up a whole hour. Add what he said about Dana as well, because I'm going to go off on that too. Let's start with Becky. Oh, I'll get to that. Um, Jim had a podcast and he did, I guess it were two separate podcasts. He did one about Becky's pregnancy announcement. And then he had another podcast where he spoke about Dana Brooks face. So here's what he said about Becky Lynch. And I quote, well, still, she's got many more years before the fucking Easy Bake Oven gets shut off. She can have all those problems like a descended stomach and stretch marks and hemorrhoids and hormone problems and mood swings and all those other joys of motherhood later on when she ain't making millions of dollars a year. End quote. What he said about Dana Brooke... And I quote, Dana Brooks' entire face looks like it was remodeled after somebody set fire to it and put it out with an axe. What the fuck has happened? Did she do that on purpose or was she in a horrible accident? What the fuck? Let me tell you something. Mm, Okay, I'm sorry. Give me five minutes. I just, first of all, motherfucker, who the fuck are you to talk about anybody's looks, you old ass dog ball drooping sack of shit? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Who gives you the fucking right to talk about anybody? And you know what? Dana Brooke, we dog her, but she is, she's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think she is pretty. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you and your old ass man is sitting there saying all that shit about becky lynch you ever known anyone who went through pregnancy Cornette? because i'm gonna fucking tell you it's not fun my child's five and you know what i still have fucking stretch marks but i don't call them stretch marks you know what people call them fucking warrior marks motherfucker because i gave birth i had a human growing in me you old sad sack of shit like are you just trying to get attention, Grandpa? 
I want to know. Because if you want it, you fucking got my attention. You want to sit here and degrade two women, one because of her looks and one because she's having a child? How fucking dare you? As a human being, you are a piece of shit, and I hope your wrestling memorabilia museum burns the fuck down. Good God. Actually, no, I want fresh stuff in there. <laughs> he can fucking lose it all. Like, I, he, this man, I don't get it. He is just... He's so bitter and he's so angry and I, and no one fucking cares about him. So he has to stay shit like this. I'm just like, do you have kids? Did you ever have a wife that gave birth? He's been married like, three times. I don't remember if he's so had kids, but he has he's been married three times. Well, that makes sense. So nobody want to stay married to him because of, of his shitty ass attitude. I wouldn't fuck you either. I'm not going <laughs> I had so many. No, when I after I had my daughter, I love my daughter. She is the light of my life, and she keeps me going. But you know what? It is hard. Like after you have the baby, you expect like some people are able to do that. But when I had her, I thought my body was gonna snap back. I gained weight. I had, I had you know, extra, as Daryl called it, extra stuffing doesn't sound good it did now but it made sense <laughs> to me back then and certain parts I still do I just had like this is the first time in my life that I had an ass my daughter <laughs> made me get an ass like you know <laughs> you think like some women can do that and if your body can snap back after pregnancy more fucking power to you I'm all here I don't care if you have a c-section natural birth bathtub birth whatever as long as your kid gets here healthy that's all I fucking care about you sit there and you talk shit about a woman who's bringing a life into this world. You don't know jack shit, okay? When I had Harley, I had my, my body was different. My hormones were out of whack. It took me two years to admit that I had postpartum depression because I wanted to be like one of those super moms. And super moms never showed fucking fear. Or doubt or resentment or anything like that. It took me two years to realize that. And I'm really hoping for Becky. She has the moral support because I did too, but it made knew something was wrong with me, but it took me to realize that. Now, it wasn't the one where, you know, I hurt my baby or anything, but like there would be days I would look at myself in the mirror before I got in the shower and I was disgusted with myself. Like I would cry. And it took Daryl, it took my mom, it took my dad, it took my friends. Like, you you find out real quick when you're pregnant who your true friends are. And if you guys are listening, I love you guys, I miss you, and I hope you're doing good. Sorry, I don't think you're getting emotional right now. But there are days I didn't want to see myself naked. Like, for the first two months, I still wore my maternity jeans and Daryl's shirts because I didn't want to wear my clothes. Because I felt disgusting. Even in a sundress, I felt disgusting. And, you know, five years later, I still have my best scar is my fucking C-section scar. My stretch marks. okay, you know what? Every fucking woman has them. And if they say they don't, they're a fucking liar. But that does that does not give you the fucking right to sit up here and pray that it's that good old wrestling days when you can come out there and do your stupid shit with a fucking tennis racket, and you think you're God's gift for wrestling history? 
motherfucker. You are the biggest, whiniest piece of shit. You are right there with Russo. You guys are... You think Russo's the cancer of wrestling? You are the problem of wrestling. You are the reason that these good old boys in the back can't let go and let the new guys come in and do their thing. You're a fucking gatekeeper. And if I ever fucking see you, I will punch you in the face. You say you're going to do that to Vince Russo? Back it up, motherfucker, because I will knock your old ass out. And I'll go to jail and I'll get my mugshot with a smile on my face. Sorry, he just when I read that, that just really pissed me off and the audacity of him to try to shit on because we've said it when Becky comes back, we know she'll come back. This is not the end of the road for Becky Lynch. She comes back. She's going to be if it's at the Royal Rumble. I don't care. I want her to come back being happy, being healthy. If she gains a few pounds, who the fuck cares? Becky's athletic. As soon as she's clear to go work out, you know she's going to start. It's not going to be like high impact, but, you know, low impact and work her way up. I want her to come out there with that baby, holding that baby, and <laughs> looking fantastic. I That's what I want. I want her to come out, whether it's a boy, a girl, twins, whatever. I want her to fucking come out there with that baby and be like the badass Irish mom. I hope she who, tosses you... the baby in the crowd. <laughs> what? Crowd <laughs> that kid. And I'm just like, you you're just a sad old man who has no more scum in his balls. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're, you're a fucking hateful piece of shit. And you know how he says the day Russo dies, it's gonna be the happiest day of his life. When Jim Cornette finally goes, I'm going to fucking celebrate. Because that means we don't have to hear his ignorant ass anymore. Oh, shit. Okay. So, Calm down, Mama Bear. I know. It's Take just, a breather. When I, read that about, when I read that about Dana's looks, that made me mad. But then when I read what he said about Becky, that pissed me off. Because I don't know if listeners are aware of this. There is a lot of mom shaming that goes on. And I, for one, am not fucking here for it. So, you know what? Any moms or anybody who listens to this, you want to breastfeed, fucking breastfeed. You want to formula feed, formula feed. You want to do whatever the fuck you want. Our main goal as moms is to make sure our kids are happy and healthy and not turn into little assholes. That <laughs> is our three goals in life. And, you know, I really wish I had someone from the mom's standpoint who went through this. So I had someone to talk to and they're all just like, Oh, and the only answer I did when I did speak to someone, they're like, Oh, you'll get over it. You'll get over it. I'm like, well, how long does it take to get over it? Because I can't be sitting here bottle feeding my kid and crying over fucking nothing. So please tell me how long. I didn't want to do that. In my head. Cause it's always like, no, you have to be a mom. Like, Dude, that kid's born. You can't show weakness. And I'm just like, well, I'm showing weakness. Well, don't don't fucking show Where'd it. Where'd you get that idea from? That's what I want to understand. We'll get I back thought- to Cornette in a minute, but I want to under I want to understand why you thought that there that you couldn't that it as a mother you weren't allowed to have emotions. Because everything was about Harley from the moment she was born. Still is. I know how to let up now. But when you're a new mom. And you're scared 
and you just feel like everything you're doing is wrong. And then yeah. it's just like, it's the mom shaming, dude. And I, I don't know if your sisters have experienced it, but it's like, you, people I, look down I, on moms. It's like, you can't, like, in my head, I have people, this is how fucked up my head was. I mean, my head's pretty fucked up anyway, but like, you know, when your hormones and your emotions and everything's just thrown off balance, it really fucks with you. And in my head, because everyone's like, oh, you're going to be such a great mom. You're going to be an awesome mom. You're going to be that mom that, like, shows up to beat up the kid who, like, is picking on your kid. I'm like, yeah, I probably am. But um, that just made me feel like I couldn't show weakness. Like, I was trying to ask for help, but, like, at the same time, my brain wouldn't let me because it's like, no, you got this. You can do this. You can do this all by yourself. You don't. That's why it took me two years to realize I need to fucking help. But Alexis, for the postpartum, the fact that you even acknowledge it, which is amazing. My one of my friends, and I won't name her, um, she had postpartum depression and she's still in denial that she had it. Oh, wow. And at you know, that it's same the- time. Yeah, and when I went and talked to my doctor, please go talk to your doctors. That's what they're there for. Um, I told her, and she goes, well, there's different levels of of, um, postpartum, but what people like to think of and what the media shows is, like, the moms who go crazy and try to kill their kids. Right. And that's, like, the image that's ingrained with it. And it's, like, celebrities go through it. Normal people go through it, you know, um, it just, it fucking sucks. You know, I, I get very protective of, like, it's weird, I'm very protective of pregnant women, like, I'm not the ones, like, <gasps> no, but, like, when I hear people, like, talking shit about them, that's when I get, like, really pissed off. Also, do you really want to piss off a woman who could kick your ass, her husband kick your ass, and then have a locker room full of guys, especially... The three aunties that are probably excited as hell right now. You mm-hmm. really want to try that on the man? Or the snap- main auntie, Naomi. Oh. I think she... No, because I remember when she put, when um, they announced their engagement and she like put a comment and was like, LOL, make me auntie or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, recent, uh, like she commented, and she commented under Seth, like, she's, like, she's so excited. Do you really want to mess with Naomi and the Usos and Roman? Roman is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Roman's the one. You got Contra rolling up there, lighting people on fire. I mean, you know, it's, what's very sad is that he was okay with saying what he said. No. That's the sad part. That he didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't register with him that what he was saying was some bullshit. First of all, to talk about a pregnant woman having a baby, which he made it appear as if Becky made the decision. It was just like, I'm going to have a baby right now. I think it was as big a surprise to her as it was to everybody else who found out on Monday. Um, furthermore, I, I don't understand why you feel the need to comment the disgusting things you say. Like, let, 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 let. The only way I can explain it is when you have to look at it. It's, you're referring to someone's womb as an easy bake oven. 
You want to know the fastest way to piss off a pregnant woman? Do anything about her stomach. Just a woman in general. No shade to the pregnant ladies. But we all... If this is some bullshit. And you go, descended stomach, stretch marks, hemorrhoids, and hormone problems, and mood swings. Well, um... Let's let's do a read on Mr. Jim Cornette. Okay. Oh, you went from you went from I'm weighing what three hundred plus pounds. You were a three hundred pound you were a big boy back in the day. To essentially looking like you had gastric bypass surgery, which if you did, congratulations to you. To now looking like, you know, your head doesn't fit your body and to being the very That's what happens when you have gastric, so he probably did have it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like you, you are you are like the living embodiment of what the Crypt Keeper looks like. You remember the Crypt Keeper from back in the day? He used to come on yep. Fox and tell you the horror stories. That That's very reminiscent of what you look like, mouth and all. Well, don't For insult you to go... Oh, come on. Okay, come, come on. He looks like him. Let's just keep it all the way real. Okay, he's very, you know, sunken in the face, you know. So that's, that's mm-hmm. his fault, you know, whatever. And then you go from that, you know, sitting on your little, you know, your your wrestling um, memorabilia, because you think that makes you, you know, that makes you feel better. It makes you, gives you a little sense of purpose that you have all this wrestling history. And then you go from there and you start talking about possible stretch marks and a descended stomach. Um, like, how, how's your mama look these days? If, you know, she, if she's dead, she's still living. Um <laughs> How's your mama been looking these days? Because, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're you're talking about this mother and you don't have any respect for the fact that your mama carried your big ass for yeah. nine months. You know, I maybe an extra month. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you don't incubate carefully, you know, sometimes it can go over a couple days when you um in the womb. But I'm just saying, you know, your mama carried your big ass for nine months. So, you, you know, let's, let's talk about the descendant stomach your mama had. When she was carrying your dumb ass, you know. But let's let's move on, cause you you then went and said she had stretch marks and possible hemorrhoids. Motherfucker, you old enough to have every hemorrhoid that has ever existed. I know, you know exactly what hemorrhoids feel like, cause you probably have one right at this moment. You know you're sitting on a donut and got an ice pack on your ass. You and I both know that that's true. Moving forward, hormone problems. That could explain why you keep having these strong outbursts. You know, maybe you need to go to the doctor and get your shit worked out. It happens, you know, get you a prostate track, you know. You might like fingers up your ass. It might it might help you calm down a little bit. That's a place of solace for some people. You know, some people enjoy a little anal play. That might work for you. You know, it might get your head out yours, you know, because you seem to keep putting your head up your ass every time you open your mouth. You might want to put your finger up there instead. That might calm you down. A little bit, give you a little bit of release, you know, you know, let help you breathe, you know, woosah a little bit. And then, you know, he said, and then you, you know, in the mood swings, well, you know, she's going to be pregnant, honey. So mood swings come with it. You know, it's, it's kind of like what happens with you. And somebody messaged Vince Russo, you go on a fucking tirade, like Vince Russo didn't suck your dick right when you asked him to, you know? So maybe, 
Um, you should just be concerned about what your dry ass dick and balls are going to be doing for the next couple of years, which I'm pretty sure enjoying the hand and lotion that you've been using for the last 20 years. Okay. Married or not. Um, in regards to Dana Brooke and her face, um, do I give Dana Brooke a lot of shade occasionally? Because I want Dana to be Dana. I don't need the photoshopping and all that shit because she doesn't need it. Okay, that's my only problem with Dana is she don't need photoshopping and cinching in her waist like that because when you do that, you give yourself a false sense of what you should look like and you're not accepting what you look like. Dana is perfectly fine the way she is. She doesn't need Photoshop. She, that woman has a flat stomach. She's one of the most in shape, shapely women they got in the WWE right now. So as far as I'm concerned, Photoshopping does nothing for her. That's my only problem with her outside of the fact that she's gotten a lot of lip injections. It, it it doesn't look right to me on her face. I thought she was beautiful before that. But she can do what she wants with her body, and I have mm-hmm. to accept what she's done. So I'm fine with that. But you, <clears throat> you, Mr. Crip Keeper, have a lot of fucking nerve. Let's talk about your looks. Let's go in on the face, okay? Um, Onset of very- Graves' disease. Yeah, I mean, I have it, I find it very interesting that you're talking about this woman's face. Um, when when you look like you're dying every time somebody talks to you on Dark Side of the Ring, which is unfortunate, you should stop giving him airplay. Um, I don't give a fuck how much information he knows. Ask Alexis; she knows just about everything about wrestling. <laughs> Call one of them; they Thank better you. look at on TV <laughs> anyway. But anyway, um, when we look at your face, okay, um. It seemed like you you having some issues with your symmetry. Um, your eye droop a little bit sometimes when you talk. I don't know if it's lazy, but it droop. So that's an issue. You need to rectify. Since you decided to break Dana Brooks down face, you know, face down says she, you know, had a fire on it or something. Um, yours might have melted, you know, so you might want to, you know, do some eye muff. They have little exercises you can do to help your eyes stay up so it stop drooping like that. And um, you know what else? You know what else? Just just one more thing. Um, your glasses is a little thick. They're a little on the thick side. Like we talking like fucking speak. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. a lot like you got them old school y'all remember if you don't you're a little old you're a little younger than me but when i was in in middle school and elementary school they gave us glasses for free you know they gave us the glass they went we went sat down and had the eye test and they said here here goes that them motherfucking glasses was thick as fuck okay you can see the lens outside the frame okay that's what your shit look like and 
given the fact that we've come so far as a, as a community and as a people, um, your glasses shouldn't be that thick. Especially with the kind of money that you claim you've been making, you know, the kind of money you think you make, your ass should be able to afford some decent glasses, okay? I can give you a couple places you can go to. Get you some glasses, about $60. You know, they don't look they don't look like, you know, you got your, your eyes magnified, you know, five by 5,000. Because that's what I look when I see. When I see, like, what the fuck is going on with your glasses? You know? But then we're going to move on from your eyes. We're going to move to your mouth. Um, your mouth a little tight. You know, sometimes it, it make it look like you ain't got no lips at all. I'd be wondering where they, where did they go, bitch? Did you, did you pucker them? You looking like a whole asshole about the mouth. Is they a little tight? You know, loosen them bitches up a little bit. You know, get rest. You know, breathe. You know, push some air out them holes or something. You know, stop, stop. You got enough space in between your teeth to do it. So it's not like you don't have the space to push that air out your mouth, okay? You got enough teeth space. You know, you got about got about two width teeth width of a of a gap in your mouth to be able to push that air out your mouth easy. So you should just just breathe a little bit. You know, stop being such a tight ass. You know, stop that. You know, we just gonna assess your looks since it was okay for you to come at Dana Brooke with all of this venom. Like you asked her to fuck and she said no, which to be honest, Jim. <laughs> She's real talk. knocking on her door like uh-uh. um, anybody you ask to fuck you shouldn't do it. I mean you just need to stick to your hand. That's what works best for you because God, if anyone under the age of forty reproduces with you, then we'll have to deal with another one of your spawn. And Ugh. Quite frankly, that's not something that we're looking forward to. So, since you decided to read these two women, I decided to give you a taste of your own medicine. And I would hope that you would listen to it. And when you do, I hope it touches your heart. I really do, because that's what you, you you know, you, you felt like it was okay for you to talk about these women. And neither one of these women can give two fucks about you. Never said a word about you. Didn't even talk to you. And I just find it very interesting how you attack these two women. Dana Brooke hasn't said anything. She was out there doing her own thing. And here you come. And all Becky did was say that she was pregnant, which is none of your fucking business to begin with. If that bitch decided to get up in the morning and fuck Seth Rollins till the cows come home and get pregnant for the next three years, that's her goddamn business. At this point, she solidified her legacy in the WWE anyway. There's nothing she could do that would make her be erased from history. So what exactly are you so pissed about? And to be honest, I'm glad it's this organic and Becky didn't have to go out with a loss. She got to leave on her own terms with the possibility of returning and possibly having another out with anybody else that's there. Maybe when Becky come back, things will be back to normal. New people will be there. She'll have new fuels. She'll have new opportunities. But you so concerned about how much money she making and why she decided to get pregnant with her body. You don't even have a fucking uterus. You don't know what it's like to bleed once a month. If, if a dude woke up in the morning and their dick started bleeding, they would fucking cry. They would not know what to do. 
but we have to deal with that shit every month with fucking pads and tampons and some of you bitch ass <laughs> some of you bitch ass men don't even want to throw the shit in the garbage cause you're that are the, pussy you're such a pussy. Even, you, those are the same guys who won't go to the store for their girlfriend when they're out of pads you know how I knew my husband was a keeper I woke up one day it was my period I didn't have any pads I said can you please go to the store and get some you know what he said it wasn't like oh no what he got in his car he went into the store well I'm sitting on the toilet because I got nothing else I can do right now and he called me and he's like hey so which brand do you use because I don't know what the fuck I'm buying (laughs) my husband did the same thing he calls them care packages (laughs) <laughs> yep, that's, that's what Daryl says. He goes, here's that thing you needed. Like, he doesn't make a big deal about it, like, if I need him to do it. Like, when this epidemic started, you know what the first thing he said to me? He goes, hey, babe, do you have enough pads in case it goes crazy when people start holding that shit? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm just like, you know, eight years, of be- like, ten years of being together, eight married. And it's like him saying such shit like that still catches me off guard. I'm like, wow, okay. Cool, um, but you know, my husband does a, it too. He he goes to the store, he gets chocolate, he gets chips, he gets mm-hmm. the pads, he gets all that shit. Puts it in the bag, and he says, "Baby, here's your care package." He always he already knows what I need. He doesn't add. He just make sure I have it. I get it every month, like clockwork. Never fails. Like I don't have any problem with that, but I just I'm just saying, if you ever bled once a month you will fucking lose your mind and for you to refer to her womb as an easy bake oven I would not put it past Becky matter of fact I wouldn't put it past Seth Rollins if I saw you I would knock your ass the fuck out if Seth did that I would if Seth did that I would love him I would love his fucking t-shirts and the only reason why he ain't gonna do it is because he trying to keep his job so he can take care of his family. They let him. They let him um still keep his job. He's hit for that. Yeah, that's just true. Just call Sammy Callahan and let him do it. Oh, you know Sammy would do it in a heartbeat, man. Let him do it. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, honestly, I mean, what they they probably maybe find him. And look, I'm good job of be like, oh well, lol, don't do that again. But like, if you do, like, make sure there aren't cameras. If they suspend Seth, they'd be like, hey Seth, unfortunately we have to give you 30 days. Okay, I'm gonna go home and chill out with my pregnant wife and make sure she's okay. That shit is like, dead ass wrong. You dead ass wrong for that. Like, let's just say this: you like anybody who menstruates. You know how we handle it. We we wake up if it happens or whenever it happens during the day. We we just get what we need. We well you, you cuss because you're like motherfucker. I had plans. You get up. You clean yourself off. You take a shower. Whatever you do, you clean yourself up. You use whatever you use. Get a clean pair of underwear if you can. If not, you're just like okay, fuck it. I'll have to deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. And you go about your way. You know how many of my guy friends tell me the most badass thing a woman can do besides giving birth is bleeding for five to seven days and not dying and acting just like oh it's eh, I gotta deal with this and they're just like that's your response and I'm like dude I've been dealing with this since junior high like this we doesn't face me anymore <laughs> not to mention we, we have we got cramps and fucking blood clots and all other kind of shit that come along with it 
and get it in one of y'all motherfuckers push a blood clot out y'all dick and see how that shit works. See if y'all don't start crying. Or bleeding to the bleeding so bad that you get to the point where you pass out at work and you wake up in a patient's room because you have no idea what happened. Right, that you're was anemic. Fun. You're losing too much blood. You don't fucking That's- know. So That's unless true. y'all so unless y'all menstruate, because I know some men have some issues as well when it comes to the stuff due to medical. So if y'all don't know how this shit goes down. Don't make it act like, oh, my God, it's blood. Like, motherfucker, we all have blood. It's all through our system. You spit it up, you pee it out, whatever. It, you see it somewhere along the line. Yeah, but they don't bleed every month. They don't know. They cry like little bitches if they bled like we did. They wouldn't survive. They wouldn't. The first, the first big cramp, Janae, this is for you, sweetheart. The first big cramp that they would get, they'd be crying to their mom. Calling like, Meanwhile, my mom's just like, "You okay?" I'm like, "I just want some chocolate." Okay, go get some. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's dead ass wrong, and he shouldn't be speaking on Dana Brooks' face when he looked like he'd been having his head in the ground for the last thirty years. So he's real mummified. So he need to shut the fuck up. So we're Plain we're bringing back we're bringing back an oldie but goodie. Um. Jim Cornette, again, wins the Fuck You Award, and Mark Henry wins the Fuck You Award as well. Wow. In my book. But, yeah, fuck Jim Cornette, though. Like, he, we need to do an episode just on Jim Cornette alone, because he's done Hell so no. many I'm not giving him no smoke. I don't want to give him that smoke. <laughs> I do. Why? Like, my goal this year is to be blocked on social media by either Jim Cornette or Dave Meltzer. That is my social media goal Joey for this Janelle year. Got, blo- got blocked by Mark Henry today. <laughs> why? Because Joey he ain't about it. himself. He That's why we love Joey Janela. <laughs> he really, and he did also in a very respectful way. He was like, he was like, why doesn't he just fucking talk to him? And then someone tweeted, and they're like. And someone tweeted him was like, "Oh, would you would you want them to?" Yeah. It was like, "What if they like hashed it out on your show?" And he was like, "I would really like that." And he was like, "I don't." He's like, "Regardless of how Leo acted, he was like, while he was there, he's like, as long as he came at you with respect and he's like trying to like communicate with you, like fucking talk to him." That's true. Mhm. Communication is a funny thing. Just it w- works, but no one wants to fucking use it. So since we're we're not over our time here, and we've covered everything we said we were gonna cover, we're gonna go back, double back to a, a topic. Sami Zayn had to relinquish the IC Championship this week, and they started a well, it was actually last week, and they started a tournament last week. Um, to get the turn, the IC championship back into rotation on the show. As I mentioned earlier, Drew Gulak was in that tournament. He went up against Brian and lost. Now, the consensus amongst the dirt sheets is that the rumor is that Sami Zayn is being punished for not performing during the pandemic. Their um, confirmation of that is Sami Zayn on Twitter basically saying that, you know, responding to the the tournament as ridiculous. Now, 
I'm going to play devil's advocate, like Nicole says, and I'm just going to say it like this. WWE answers to two networks, Fox and the answer to USA Network. Fox is much, much, much more strict than USA Network is. USA Network is a bit more lenient when it comes to who's on TV and who's going to be able to bring up ratings and all that stuff. Fox is different. Fox requires a lot. They demand a lot. And if you don't come through, they will cut your fucking show. They don't care about you not having, they don't care about you having ratings. They don't care about your show being great if they don't like what's happening or if it's not producing the ratings they want. They will be done. WWE will get cut. It's over. It could be in the middle of a show. They'll shut that shit off. I've seen them do this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I am under the assumption because they were they gave Andrade the leniency to not be on television and be the United States champion. I'm under the assumption that originally that's what WWE was going to do until they were able to reopen and perform. And Fox was like, no, no, no. We want the championship on TV. I don't believe that WWE is just like, you don't want to perform during the pandemic, so we're going to punish you. Because a lot of performers don't want to perform during the pandemic. So if that's that's the case, that's messed up. And they should have gave him the same respect that they gave Andrade. But I'm I'm going to stick to what I think is correct. And I think that Fox was pressuring to have the belt back on TV. And they were like, look, you've got the the big belt here. We need our secondary belt. Let's keep it. Let's find. He doesn't want to perform. Fine. Strip him. Put it on somebody else who's going to work. That's just how mm-hmm. I see it. But you guys tell me what you think. Um. um. <laughs> well, I kind of, again, devil's advocate. Let me just, we seriously need to make merchandise. Hell yeah, Nicole's got the best it. shit, man. She got the best thing. She's just going to make the money off her shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can understand that. Well, I didn't watch, watch SmackDown like a lot, but like, I wasn't really focused in on it. Did they mention why Sami Zayn wasn't going to be there anymore? Mm-mm. Okay, Just that Sammy. They said that he relinquished the title, that he okay. gave it up. Okay. They didn't mention why. They didn't say Sammy's sick, he can't perform. They didn't say any of that. They just said that he relinquished the title, and now there's a tournament. Okay. So I can to to pedal back on Andrade. Um. We all know that WWE, because the the rule is you have to defend the title every 30 days, but we know they play favorites, because if that was the case, then Brock wouldn't have been so damn champion for so goddamn long. Amen. I... From a business standpoint, I can understand. Like, I really feel bad for Sami Zayn because we were pushing for him to get a title for so long. And then mm-hmm. when he wins it, we're just so turned off of him. And no one, and the way he won it was so fucking weird. Yeah. That's why I think it turned, a, I think this has turned a lot of people off from it. And, 
I, I, from a business standpoint, I can understand why they did it because they're not sure when he'll be back. Right. Because at this point, we have no idea when anything's going to come back for real. Um, yeah, only sure. thing we can depend on right now is the seasons and they've been kind of fucking up too. So get your shit together, mother nature. Um, right. so, um, I think from a business standpoint, they had to do what they, they had to do what they needed to do. I don't think they wanted to do it, but at the same time with Sammy being open about it and being like, look, I can't be here to defend the title. I'm choosing to stay home, which to pedal back again. WWE said, anytime you want to stay home, let us know. You will not be punished for it. That's and I and Tip, I think you said he went and had wis like a wisdom tooth removed or something. That's what was reported. If it, if it was a lie, they told it. <laughs> now, if y'all That's what have was ever had on the dirt sheets. Now, if y'all have ever had your wisdom teeth removed, it fucking sucks. Because I've had three of them removed, and the healing is absolute shit. Um, these two know, because they've heard me doped up out of my skull. <laughs> and um, and um, maybe when he was just thinking about it, he's like, you know, maybe right now, because, you know, it's even when your wisdom teeth heals up, it's still very sensitive. Like, when mine got healed up, and... Me and my kiddo were play fighting. She acts and she you're play fighting. She accidentally slapped me on the side where I had two of them removed. And I have never cried that hard in my life. And this was two weeks after having them removed. Like I was back on solid food and everything. But that's it's still like it's still healing. So, you know, me and everyone was like, oh, wisdom tooth. That's not bad. Unless you have it removed. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Um. I think, I mean, Sammy, Sammy finally won a title, and I think mm-hmm. it's because Andrade got busted for 30 days. Okay, he was still coming back. Now I like to think if Andrade was like, you know what, I don't think I want to do this, they would have took the U.S. title off of him. With Sammy being gone, they need the IC title there, and I think when he comes back, whenever he does. Because everyone's there, you know, everyone's like, oh, he's being selfish. Yeah, he's being selfish. He is allowed to be selfish during this. I, I think agree. when he comes back, I think when he comes back, he should get a, another run with it. I think it should be like something where people will actually be able to enjoy it yeah. and not have like some weird stipulation. Um, I'm you still kind of pissed. I'm still kind of pissed Cesaro's not in it. But, um, oh, yeah. I'll get to Cesaro in a minute because we're going to do rapid fire rumors and I'm going to tell you guys some things that I want to really want to hear your perspective on that. But go ahead, Alexis, continue. I I think it was smart because I think Sammy went home and he saw his wife, you know, they're doing their thing. If she has a kid, no one's going to be surprised. I think a lot of wrestlers wives, if they get knocked up, no one's going to be surprised. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, what else is there going to do? Um, but um, all joking aside, though, I think he did the right thing because he um, he was just like, you know, I need to stay at home. Maybe his wife said something to him like, you know, I'm scared. You know, you're home. Maybe he liked being home. Who the Maybe. fuck knows? 
you know, there's there's like a whole side of that conversation that we don't know. We didn't hear right. that part. Heard what the news does that. Mm-hmm. So in my heart of hearts, I think Sammy kind of just was like, you know what? I think I just need to stay home. And when I come back, when he comes back, he's going to be one of those guys who get the biggest fucking pop out of all of them. Like, yeah, the guy, I agree. The, the guys who are staying home and the women who are staying home when they come back and we see them. Hell, look how excited I got when I saw Natty on Raw. I was just like, it's Natty. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> and um, I, I really hope he comes back and gets a shot. And I think it's just because he didn't know when he was coming back. I think because when you get that time frame to just sit and kind of able to ponder stuff, you're just like, you know, for all we know, WWE was like, okay, cool. Well, if you're going to stay home, we'll still pay you. And, you know, you just have to give up the title. And I know that sucks. I know that's got to suck because he's, he's worked so long to get a main roster title since coming up. I mean, he hasn't even gotten a tag title. And I was just like, damn, come on. He's an ex NXT champion. He deserves better. Um, I just, I just think maybe he just had a, a sit down conversation with himself. And it's just like, you know what? I need time to heal. Maybe it's just not from the teeth. Maybe there was something else going on. And when he comes back, he should get the title shot that he deserves. I think he was doing the right thing, honestly. Nicole, what do you think? Well, the thing is, even though I did not like how um, Andrade was able to keep his title, and there's no reason he should have kept it, but also at the same time, that was, like, right when there was still an audience. Yeah. So by the time he he came back right when the empty arena era started, basically. Mm -hmm. So he just made it. I still Mm -hmm. think he should have been stripped of it. Especially since he was all out on a wellness policy. Strike. Yeah. That's my opinion. I don't care. I like Andrade. I don't care who he's engaged to. I'm being real. He should have been stripped of that. I do also understand why Sammy stripped or was relinquished, whatever. I don't like it. Personally, I understand it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro should have been in there, and then we'll go on to that. But yeah, that's that's all. I d- I don't like any anything to do with it. Um, uh, but it is what it is. So, well, folks, there you have it. So we're gonna move into the rapid fire because I wanted to get this out, and then we got one more thing, and then I am gonna let you guys go. So here are the rumors, and I'm gonna ru- go rumor by rumor, and you guys just. Quickly tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, what you think, and then we'll move on. All right? Okay, so the first rumor is Jinder Mahal is supposed to be turning face, which explains why we haven't seen him since he had his last squash match. So since Nicole went last last time, Nicole, tell me what you think about Jinder Mahal being a face character and getting a possible push as a face character. I like Jinder Mahal. I don't understand why people don't like him, honestly. I never understood why people didn't like Jinder Mahal. I understand, but I do. I don't understand at the same time. So I feel like, I don't know. I like him. I like him. 
What do you think, Alexis? Um, I really have no, I really have nothing against gender. Just he bores me. So, eh. Oh my. I happen to really like gender. I don't like his heel work because I'm not a heel girl, and I hate him as a heel. <laughs> I really dislike him, but I like gender. I but I, I tend to like gender because I think he's hot, and I like the way he, and I like his personal style. And then outside of that, he did an interview, and I just liked his humility. He just has a very nice personality outside of his persona. So him having a face character would be a nice, it'll be a nice change from what we've seen previously. I want to see what they're going to do with it. I'm curious is a better way of explaining it. So moving on to the next rumor. I don't think you're going to like this one. WWE is planning a big rematch for The Undertaker's return, but they haven't announced what they think that rematch is going to be. So they what do you have, uh, no one wants to see you. Okay, well, we, we're clear on where Alexis stands. <laughs> Nicole? Hold on, I, I was trying to turn it up. What, what did you say? WWE is planning a big rematch for The Undertaker's return. That's the rumor. No. 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 Uh-uh. no. <laughs> I genuinely don't care. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I'm not interested. And even though that match with the the Boneyard match was great, I don't care. Um uh the Kabuki Warriors are set to be face characters. They're trying to turn them face for Asuka to be um she's gonna be champion and they want Kyrie to continue to run with Asuka as a duo with her being champion and they want them to be faces. That's the rumor. What do you think? I'm not surprised and honestly they kinda would have to after her reaction. And um, Asuka was a uh, heel for a good amount of time. Yeah, she was. I believe. What do you think, Alexis? I never thought of her as, like, a heel or a face. I thought she was just being Asuka. She just sprayed the shit out of anybody. Like, she didn't give no fuck. Yeah, like, like, anti-hero. Just, like, you know, I I don't know. But um, I like like Asuka. I like Kabuki. I love Kari. Um... I just want to see them do good this year, and I really want to see Asuka do good with the title. I want to see Kyra do good in singles competition, and um, yeah, that's about it. Alrighty, moving on to the rumor that you actually want to talk about, which I will give you more time to speak on. WWE doesn't feel Cesaro nor Shinsuke Nakamura have enough charisma to be singles stars. You go, Nicole, because I know you've been dying to go off on this. <laughs> Nicole, you go first. What do you think? About what? Oh, <laughs> About Cesaro not being in the IC title champ. Well, thing. actually, no, the, in the WWE, the rumor is the WWE doesn't think that Shinsuke Nakamura nor Cesaro have enough charisma to be singles stars. Excuse me? That's the rumor. She about to go. 
I highly Nakamura does not have charisma. That is the rumor, and that's what they say the rumor is. So go ahead. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. Cause that's, I don't like that's like whatever, like when these stories come about that, that's like a dumb statement. That is literally a dumb fucking statement. So I'm not going to entertain that question by that person, whoever, whoever reported this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to entertain that because that was one of the dumbest things that I have heard. Mind you, I have heard stories from Brad Shepard and Brian Alvarez and <laughs> countless other people. Oh my god. Huh? What? Alexa? Fuck. No, I'm I'm gonna let her go. Cesaro, eh, I love Cesaro. Um, he kind of doesn't low-key. He low-key doesn't. He, he low-key does, but he doesn't at the same time. Cesaro's very strange. The whole, everything surrounding Cesaro is very strange. And I'm not meaning, and this isn't in a bad way, like, he's one of those people, like, you, they could be great. Like, they could be a huge star, but you kind of don't know what you need to do with them. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Like, so I they haven't know found his niche yet. Make him a star. So he's, yeah, that's one thing that, like, Cesaro's like a Rubik's Cube. Like, I don't know. Maybe if I sleep on it, I'll I'll think of something in the morning. But, shit's getting kiss my ass. Shut the fuck. That was the dumbest shit I heard in my life. <laughs> Fucking kidding me. Well, that's that. <laughs> so, moving on to the final the final storylines. It says that WWE was holding off on a major storyline. Now, they didn't mention what this storyline necessarily is, but they said that WWE had planned for the last couple of weeks to put out a storyline that was really big, something similar to, like, you know, like with Nexus and with, like, DX, but they didn't want it to be that specifically, but they wanted to be on that vein. So they decided to hold off and wait until there were actual fans and the storyline could really pop. So what do you think? Do you think WWE did the right thing by holding off on the storyline? Or should they have pulled the trigger anyway without the fans? I call bullshit on that. (laughs) I know, because first of all, what leg, what leg do you have to stand on? I mean, it's just, it's fucking rumors again. And, like, did they say who was going to be part of it, or? Nope. Nope. Or, like, no, they're playing the <laughs> I, I, I call bullshit on that. I really, like, something's just, like. My bullshit meter is going off because it's just like right now you guys need all the viewers you can fucking get. And unless it was like for people who are staying home. First Mm -hmm. of all, why would you even fucking release that? Is it just to be like, oh, I wonder who it was? Because like, like, Nicole, I'm not entertaining this thought because it's a fucking rumor mill. And 
Honestly, I think that's like they have nothing else. They they need those views. They need those clicks. And um, I think they're full of shit, honestly. <laughs> um, I think this is very, it's too vague for me to believe. Like, it's so vague. So, that's my main issue. Obviously, like, okay, I'll play devil's advocate and say this is an actual, like, real report. So, first of all, is the vagueness of it. So, they were saying that it was like a Nexus light and slash, because I did see this. So, it was supposed to be a sort of invasion sort of type angle. Right. So, like, who would be involved in this? What type of invasion? Is it there an NXT are... invasion? Is it right. an NXT UK invasion? Is it a 205 Live invasion? Like, what is... The connection? There are no stables. There are no stables. The only one you have is Zelina Vega, and their crew's about to get busted up. Or... So there was... Or if it... Or if it was... Or if it's Undisputed Era, that's the only thing... That's the only people I can think. You're right. Because they need to get called... They need to get called up anyways. I honestly think if we would have had like, a actual WrestleMania and stuff like that, I don't think any, uh, Adam Cole would be champion right now. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think he would have dropped it at um, TakeOver Tampa. I really do think he would have dropped it. Um, Me too. So, so that's also my thing. Um, I If so, say, okay, so I'll, I'll just, I'll go do shoot in the park with this. So say they were going to do this storyline. Nexus, like, somewhat. So we'll go with mm-hmm. Undisputed Era. Same colors, basically. Whatever. So mm-hmm. why would Undis- so Undisputed would be invading because of what? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is all very vague because it's like, what is the reasoning behind this? What's the angle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Like, they just, they're just going to show up just to show up. Similar to the way KO showed up to show up. Oh, don't oh don't come for KO. I love KO. Well, I'm not saying mm-hmm. it like that. I'm just saying he did. He showed up out of nowhere, as did Paige. They didn't have a legitimate reason. They just came out of nowhere. So yeah, did but- um, so did uh what are, what are they? The House of Justice, the Shield. They came out of nowhere. We didn't if you didn't watch NXT, you wouldn't have known who they were. Yeah, but it wasn't a fucking invasion, though. Because if they're talking invasion story angle, like, like, are we talking Nexus invasion? Or are we talking about, like, DX trying to invade WCW? Well, it just, it said, like, a Nexus-like, DX-like invasion. If you're going to go by that, by that logic, the shield counts. The shield came in and pretty much destroyed the roster and it was not it was not like it, it was it was something that we were prepared for they came in and started attacking people during their matches and they came out from the stands they took out the te- the desk they were power bombing people that shit was an invasion that counts so if you're going to go by that project it's i mean it's possible but i i agree it is very vague however 
the only thing that does make sense is what Nicole said is to have undisputed error be the ones to do it. And if you're going to do that, that is a waste to do it without a crowd. Yeah. I I call bullshit. I think it's just some clickbait <laughs> shit that they're trying to that all the marks now are going to be like, oh, they're planning something big. And it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. All right. That was it. That was all our rapid fire rumors. So. Oh. Are we going to talk work. about Ride Back and Ziggler? No. Oh, shit. Are we <laughs> can, but I don't want to. She doesn't want to talk about it. There's really not uh, much to it. Honestly. There's not much to it. Yeah. So we can end on something stupid if you want to. Sure. Um, comedian Tom Segura hates wrestling, apparently. Good and for he him. had a <laughs> he had a quote and it, it is what it is. He said it's the stupidest and I think you're a fucking tool if you are like, hey, man, it's not fake. It's fucking fake. And you're a fucking idiot. They're not real fights. These are just stunt people. And the fact that guys are like, man, did you see The Undertaker? He actually won. It's pathetic. And you're a pathetic person. <laughs> Bro, we know. We know it's fucking fake we know it's predetermined but you know what the fucking porn you jack off to is fake as fuck too so shut your fucking <laughs> mouth you comedian piece of shit <laughs> but daryl told me about this guy and he is a sucky ass comedian because like he listens to pandora com- uh, comedy when he's at work and he told me about this joke and or what he was saying and i'm just like you know, anybody who has to be like, oh, wrestling's fake. Like, no shit, we know. Like, we kn- we've we known this for, like, ever. This is nothing new to us. And it's just like, if, like, Seth and Roman and Samoa Joe and all those guys are out fucking playing football or hockey or MMA or whatever, no complaints about them then. They You wouldn't be calling them stuntmen. So I'll tell you what, you want to be a piece of shit? How about you get in the ring and you take a bump and then you fucking tell us if it's fake or not? Because that's why I respect these guys. That's the thing that I I don't mind when people say, you know, I don't really like wrestling. It's not my thing. I don't like the fact that it's not real fights. And that's cool. But why do I have to be an idiot? Because I like wrestling. I don't call you an idiot. Because we have to watch your shitty movies. I don't do that. So I don't call you an idiot when you sit and, and you talk about how great, how great a film was that you watched and it was horrible. I, I don't, I don't say that. Like I let you have your shit, whatever. If that's what you like, that's what you like. TV shows are terrible. There are terrible TV shows that you like. And I don't tell you that you're wrong for that. I just say, well, I don't really care for that. Why is it that I have to be an idiot? Because I like wrestling. What? What is wrong with liking wrestling? What is the problem with that? So you think about it on a logical scale. If WWE had it the way that they have it set up and they were actually wrestling, are you going to watch a wrestling match? Real wrestling 
is not a popular sport that people sit down and watch. Keep it all the way 100. It's an Olympic sport, too. (laughs) It's an Olympic sport, true enough, and they get their their medals for it. But honestly, do you sit and watch an Olympic – do you sit and watch Olympic-grade wrestling on television? No, Just give you a beer and you're talking Olympic wrestlers end up going to WWE. You exactly. People who are amateur wrestlers who wrestle for the company. I can name at least five. You have Otis, one of them. You mm-hmm. have Dolph Zig- Ziggler. Yeah. Ziggler? Brock really? Lesnar, yeah. You have Kent Sean State. Benjamin. He went to Kent State and was wrestling. He That's why he got honored at Kent State. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he ran. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler is also from Ohio, but his yes. that pisses me he, off about him. Billy, is. what is it? Hollywood, Florida is his building? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. he's from Ohio. He's, he's from here. Rock that shit. Right? I think That's the only people culture. who actually have their billing right is Dana and um, not outside of anybody else but the Ohioans is Dana and Alexa and Johnny, and Johnny Gargano Gargano is like a proud Clevelander like he I still haven't been his but um, Ziggler but Ziggler and Miz are hardcore Browns fans so I, yeah. I'll give them some leeway of not having their billing correct um is another amateur. I said Shelton. I said Brock. I said um, Otis. Yeah. Ziggler. Kurt fucking Angle. Yeah. There's someone. There's a few people. There is, there is quite a few. I can't remember all of them. And a lot of them are very random. There's a couple of them that are very random. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got. Ain't got no more. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Down for the Count. We tried to do something a little different. Wrestling has been a little bit stagnant. It really didn't give you much. So we decided to report on rumors and news exclusively and really let the shows that we're watching speak for themselves. There isn't really a lot going on that is, you know needed to be reported on so we decided to just focus on the news i thought that would be a better show for you and give you a little bit more conversation a little bit more fun to talk about so i hope that worked if it did hit us up on social media and let us know what you think you can contact us through twitter at down for the count 19 or you can hit us up on our podcast um instagram which is at d4tc underscore podcast and you guys can contact us there if you want us to get new content or if you want us to talk about a specific topic you've got to send us a message to let us know you can always contact us through anchor as well if you listen to us through anchor and on that note i'm going to go and let you guys live your best life so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time